0: Hello and welcome to this week's Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. First off the bat, I just want to push my Patreon straight from the start because this week I'm trying something new—a little before the podcast and a little just basically a webcam of of the recording of the podcast. Because as I've said before, in a couple of weeks we're going to video. We're moving the podcast from solely audio to video. I'm going to choke. <coughs> Great. And uh, yeah, it's all exciting. So I just thought I would throw a little bit of behind the scenes over on Patreon. Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. If you want to go over there, subscribe for like $5 or whatever. And we have a good time. Put other stuff out there and a bonus podcast every week. So there we have it. If you want to do that, you fire away there and enjoy it. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, it's an exciting week. It's been an exciting couple of weeks for me at the moment. Um, I'm a little bit, my, let me see, if I feel my bum. It's a little bit squeaky. I think we're getting into squeaky bum time. I feel my bottom is just getting a little bit tight because this week is due date week. The week that we are due the baby is this week coming. So I'm sort of hoping the baby comes this week. It mightn't. It might come today. It might come tomorrow. It might come next week. But this is due week, which sounds <laughs> which sounds like a really inappropriate week that would be featured on like the history channel or something you know um but anyway this is due week <laughs> i'm excited i'm also shitting myself um it'll be it'll be a fun time so the baby's due this week and um, last week it was my birthday so now i'm as well as being nervous and looking old i just literally am an old fuck now as well so i mean it's been an interesting um few weeks certainly now as you get older Um, Certainly birthdays lose a little bit of their, let's just, je ne sais quoi per se. You know, they definitely, they definitely do. Um, And this year was no different. Like we were probably going, Dave, what do you do for your birthday? What does a man like you do to celebrate your birthday? And and I'll be honest with you. And what I did was I went and I sat in a hospital car park and waited as my wife went in to the hospital to get a checkup. Because in my head, I sort of thought, hmm, the baby might just mug me off and be born on my birthday, which a lot of people would be like, oh, wouldn't it be class if your baby was born? No, it'd be shit, because then that little piece of shit would take all your thunder, they would steal it all, and you'd just be left with nothing. You'd just be left there by yourself, be like, oh, it's also my dad's birthday. Oh, cry, cry. What did you get dad for birthday? Oh, nothing, just a card and a, and a fray bentos. You know, that was all it would be. It would be miserable. But thankfully... um. You know, the little fucker has remained inside and is due this week on Jew Week, only on the History Channel. But yeah, I'm buzzing. I'm excited. Also nervous. Um, My birthday was wick, let's be fair. It was as good as it can be, but when you're an older, married dad guy, it's just not as fun anymore. You know, it's not like it used to be. When I was younger, I was very much in the mould of a little Lord Fauntleroy. I very much liked to make fuss. Of my birthday, I very much like to be the centre of attention. I like lots of presents. I like money. You know, that's always something that that I will be keen on is is money. You know, if someone's going to offer me money, I like that. So, I mean, normally I'd be pushing that. This year, um, what I got for my birthday was this little camera that the Patreons couldn't see me on. And also tickets to see Erasure. So, I mean, what else do you want? That's such a dad thing, isn't it? To just really enjoy flamboyant music, you know, my dad, he loved Erasure, he loves the Pet Shop boys, he loved the village people, you know, he loved the London boys, he he had a theme of acts he liked, but he was always one of these guys, like, I fucking love it, see, I fucking... See you at West End, girls. Aye, oh, in West End town. Aye, oh, you know what? And fucking go west. Cracking music. They don't make him like you used to do. They? I'm a bit the same. I'm a bit older now. I'm like, I love Erasure. I saw Erasure open for Robbie Williams. Loved it. So now I'm going to Dublin to see Erasure next year. Providing there's not some sort of cataclysmic disaster like this year. You know? Um, but feeling that, it'll all be good. But this week... Um, yeah, it's just going to be touch and go. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And hopefully there will be a, a podcast next week. Again, I'm going to need maybe a week or two to settle into a routine with uh, with number two. And then be able to move the podcast into the studio and get the sound quality improved, get the visual improved. Just really push things to the next level. And I'm excited about it. You know, I'm excited to finally um, put this like I podcast where I feel... It needs to be in order to grow and appeal to more people. So, um, yeah, it's all exciting. Everything's in place. I actually have a sign over here for the podcast studio. I've got my new computer um, cover. I've got my new lights. I've got everything I need. I'm ready to go. I'm buzzing. So, yeah, it's all good. And um I just need to wait on the baby to come and then get everything sorted because that's that's literally, literally what we're at now. So, yeah, I mean, this podcast is going to probably be a little bit interesting for me because... You know not a lot going on. Had a birthday, baby's due, you know, whatever. On my birthday as well, actually sorry I should mention it to do a gig. Um to an extent, Pug's Comedy Club was back, but it wasn't in Pug Pug Ugly's lounge. We'd moved it to the boneyard, which is a very sexy new outdoor bar linked to Pug Ugly's and I tell you what, it was a cracking night. We did that, um we did that kind of uh, I guess it was sort of a bit of a like a trial run if you will you know we sort of tried to to do the podcast or the podcast We tried to do the gig to sort of see whether or not you know there'd be interest whether or not pugs could get up and running to some extent in in that new venue and within a day the tickets were sold out so that was very exciting and um, then we made more tickets available they sold out the night itself was great had great act on the sound was great the atmosphere was great it was just lovely to be back it was um a second gig well my third gig techniques at a two and one night limelight but that was my second gig and i loved it you know i thought it was fucking cracking the audience was great and it was for a good cause um apart from my birthday it was for aware ni which is a mental health charity as it said in the posters and i alluded to on the night it's the mental health charity for northern ireland so if you're feeling down the dumps those are the guys to talk to i mean there are other um there are other agencies you can talk to as well you know Um, Lifeline, amongst others, you know Samaritans. So I just wanted to allude to that for a quick second. You know, obviously it was there for a good cause. We raised some good money for the cause. It was great. Um, but also on a side note, just rather than leaving it and just be like, "I was for a good cause, raised a load of money." If any of you guys are feeling any way shit, any way down, not yourselves, you know, just be aware. That's not a plug for that particular group but just be aware that there are agencies available to talk to and um, they're there specifically to help if you're feeling down the dumps you know it's one of those things especially during this time everyone's feeling a little bit weak, but maybe have not being able to see people or, or relate to people the way you would have done before maybe you're missing wee things so just be um, aware that there are agencies available there are people available i find that the old saying you know a problem shared is a problem halved is very true you know we've all to some extent suffered um with our mental health i'm sure at one time i know i have spoken about it before in the podcast and i just feel that you know i just want to reiterate to people if you're feeling you know bad or vulnerable or sad or or maybe just even just feeling down and you can't explain why if there's a reason you, you, you sometimes you do have a reason sometimes it's just the way you feel don't just dwell on it you know know that your family and friends know that you have these agencies like Aware, oh, where samaritan's lifeline there to help you you know what i mean so go out talk about it if you don't want to tell someone you know personally ring letters, those numbers you know i'll put all the details at the end of the, the link to the podcast for this week so you can you can check it out because i think again it's good to raise money for a cause like that, but also rather than just raising money, it's important to raise awareness. It's so shit that they're called aware because the amount of times I've said aware, it sounds like I'm doing a wee pun. Hey, be aware. Keep you know, but that's probably in fact why they're called aware. So, you know, thanks to them for sponsoring the event. It was a cracking night, and um, it was great to be back. I hope I can gig again sometime soon because I have. The chill coming up, and I've no gigs in the calendar. I'm sort of working on other things at the minute, and just trying to get deadlines hit as regular as possible. Because so Actually, I'm looking at my watch now here to see. That I plan to have this podcast finished by 9 o'clock, so then I can do what I need to get done. The same thing I've been trying to do for the last book a month, I've been atrociously slow at it, and I need to get it finished. And I finally made a little bit of headway today, so better bit of writing to be done of an evening. All good, cause it. Uh, you know, as you can see, I'm I'm pumped today. The Patreon viewers can see that I've a bit of sweat on my brow. That's not just cause I'm like a human slug that always just is dump. I was uh, doing a wee bit of exercise there before I recorded the podcast. Hop in the shower, the old still heart. You know, still your heart ticking, burning over fat burning. You hop in the shower, sweat zone. You know, it's a sweat zone all the time. So, I'm just um. I'm just getting a bit of extra sweat on board, you know, and I'm feeling good, I got my steps in today, shout out to John Joe and Revive Nutrition, Um, he's keeping an eye on me, I have a wee bit extra weight off this week, and it was on a birthday week, just want to say, on my birthday, went out for dinner, Um, the night before, went out for lunch, on my birthday while I was waiting in the hospital, and I definitely had ice cream, but you know what, that's fine, because it's my birthday, you know, might have the Chinese too at the weekend, fitted it in my calories, still lost weight still exercising, still getting my steps, get off my back, I'm an old bastard, alright, so, all in all, it's, it's been kind of good, and now I'm just excited, I'm just sitting, waiting, and excited for the baby, get this worked out of the way, and all I need to do is focus on baby number two, because I've already got one, that's sweet, you know, she's going to be a nightmare, no doubt, and my head's going to be turned, enjoy what level of hair I have here remaining, because it's going. I had a shave there earlier today as well, and I just, in the mirror, was like, where have all these greys come from in my beard? Like, you know, um, SDLP leader, Colm Eastwood, he's got that, like, one little patch of grey, and people are like, oh, that's very distinctive, he's like some sort of, he's like like some sort of sexy political badger, isn't he? He's, wouldn't mind him rummaging through my set. You know, wouldn't mind him, wouldn't mind him. Badgering through my set, that dirty bastard. You know, but anyway, that's beside the point. He's got a nice little, like, patch of white in his beard. I know I have that on both sides, and it's not distinguishable. It's just long, pub like white hairs growing out of my face, and it's not sweet. And I looked it up online because I was curious, right? Um, I wanted to know whether or not hairs turn grey or they grow grey, and apparently... Apparently, according to Google, they grow grey. So they start and they're all grey. bullshit. I think they grow whatever colour they are and turn grey because these fuckers have just appeared out of nowhere. These fuck boys have just turned up like, like the Ra at a desert uh, at a desolate cottage where an informant has been living out in the out in the sticks in the dead of night and they they fucked me, my beard like they would Fucking formants, you know what I'm saying? That's what's happening, and it's not sweet. I look extra grey, I look extra old, and I'm starting to look extra bald too. But I guess that's part of life, isn't it? It's how you embrace it. I'm trying my best to embrace it. Am I embracing it from what I'm saying here? Probably not. You know, probably, you know, I think I'm like, I'm sweet about it. You know why that always happens? You always have a friend. That, like you say, you're playing football. You hit him in the balls or something, and you're like, "Oh, you're all right, mate." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, f- yeah, I'm off." You know, when you know he's not, you know he's fucking raging inside. You know he's fully raging, but yet he's like, "Oh, no, no, fucking turn on." You go, but in his mind, he's like, oh, "I'm signed. I will fucking wreck you and I get a chance. You bastard. You fucking bastard." You know, that's the way it is, and that's maybe the way I feel about getting old and getting grey. Just, just like I think I'm all right about it, but I'm like, "No, it's fine. It's fine." It's worth of fine. And I'm, I'm not. I'm stinking. You know. I'm just an old withered guy. I look like Gandalf. You know, and I mean like fat Gandalf. I actually I look more like if Gand Gandalf fucked Hagrid. That's what I look like. Except in fact, I'm trying to say I look like I look like a mix between Gandalf. I look basically I look like Hagrid with grey hair. I was gonna say I look like a mix. No, but if Gandalf fucked Hagrid, it would just kinda of be It'd be a creamy poo. That's all I'll say. You know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't form a child. It would just form a bit of faeces, which would be you know, preceded by a block a block of spunk. You know, ideally, and that's not what it looked like. But maybe that's what I feel like. You know, maybe it don't look like that. Maybe I feel like that. Who knows? Sometimes I say things in this podcast, and when I say it, I go, "Why did you do that, David? Why?" But I've done it, and it's all good and it's all love, and I mean, I'm not I'm not an American rapper, so I don't want to speak, hey baby, it's all good, it's all love, mm, licking my lips like metal, cool, j got it, you, you got, you got, you got, what it makes me feel, my man, it's hard to control myself, bam, bam, it's hard to control myself, that was pretty decent, to be fair, you know, people watching on Patreon would have seen me really, you got get into it like as if I am electrical. You got what it takes to make me leave my man. It's hard to control myself. Mm, it's hard to control myself. Definitely don't isolate that. By the way, it's gross. Okay. But um, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm rocking it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling old. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling nervous. But at the same time, feeling good. It's a strange combination of things. You know what else makes me feel good, guys? And I say it every week is when people. Rate and review the podcast. That's what makes me feel good, you know. And this week was no different because the the name given only as not-so-sly guy has said this on the podcast. He has said, good old crack. This is good old crack. I mean, that's three words, good old crack. Does exactly what says the ten. It's solid. A funny big lad with top-class bant. I mean... When I start doing stand-up again and I do a show, forget that John Bishop said I was fantastic. Forget that Jerry Kelly called me the par behind the throne. Forget that. The good Jerry Kelly, by the way. Um and just stick stick on with the not so slick. I said, a funny big lad of top class band. What more do you want? And if you guys haven't already, get over to the Apple Podcast and please give me five-star review. And rate and review it. Because I like to read it out in a podcast. It's becoming a segment. You know, it's becoming its own little thing. And people are reviewing it and getting to read it out every week. It's all good. We're moving in the right direction. The podcast audio is going to improve. There's going to be video. I'm going to be probably more likely to be cancelled. Because more people will see some of the things I've said. Like I'm talking about the baby. And it's due week. You know, that's probably... Going to be, oh my God, he's an anti-Semite. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Say things right. People have, excessive opinions oh him see him over there he's not decent mate dirty bastard he's a racist isn't he fuck's sake you know and then someone see him he's a pedophile you know say that if you're an american for sure but definitely not if you're definitely not if you're from the sandy row he's a pedophile hammer you know don't do that um but yep yeah, we're, we're, we're cracking the podcast on we're moving to the next stage, and it's all good, and I'm excited. You know where am I excited about things? Baby, here, yeah. Podcast going to studio here. It's all good. I mean, I've got one kid already. What could the difference be? But yeah, I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to showing you guys what the studio will look like and what I've got up my sleeve for a set. Um, you know, it's all. I shouldn't have hit the table there. Got too excited. But again, the podcast moving to this next stage is all down to the my, my beautiful sponsors that I have for the podcast, that's, of course, Manscaped. And guys, I'm sorry. They've told me I need to do a pubic service announcement. I need to cut this podcast short to give you a pubic service announcement. This... This is your pubic service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team have confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer Ever created. Too many creators there, Manscaped. Change the raid. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you that the Lawnmower 3.0 is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave, or if you have explicitly long balls, you've got the battery life to trim those babies up really really good. One of the coolest new features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer more precise trimming experience. The weather might not be good here in the UK but hey Manscaped is. They've also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke technology which is what I used to do whenever I was a boy living home with my parents. I was a quiet stroke extraordinaire and let's not forget about the charging stand. Oh shit, now you can show your more off loud and proud because this is intelligently designed stand. It's a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Show everybody you shave your balls. Let people know that your scrote is smooth. You know, your scrotum is smooth. It's no longer wrinkled because you're using a lawnmower 3.0. You're using the crop preserver. You're putting that anti, the de- you're putting that anti-perspirant deodorant ball lotion on your balls. It's ironing out all the creases in your ballsack. You're having one smooth man leather sparring of ballsack. So flat, so smooth. I mean, this this ball bag is smooth. This is smoother than the Mitchell Brothers' head. This. is... Is smoother than your dad chatting with a waitress on holiday in Spain. You know, when she comes to the table and she's like, <laughs> and your dad's like, here, love, don't know what that means, but get one for yourself. And then doesn't give her money because it's already uninclusive and she can't actually understand what he's saying either because she doesn't speak the language, especially with that really harsh Belfast. I like, well, one day you go on yourself. Senorita, fucking right, senor. You know, do that. That's how smooth your balls are going to be. They're going to look smooth. They're going to taste smooth, I guess. They're going to smell good. Mm. And that's what you're getting. All thanks to me. You know, all thanks to me, you can get this Mlamour 3.0. You can get the ball crop preserver. You can get a load of other stuff, all on manscaped.com. Anything to make your balls and dick look and smell incredible you know you want you want to have the coolest dick and balls in town that's what i'm saying i mean unfortunately nowadays with the way the world has got with the way cancel culture is with the way people being woke are you can't no longer just windmill your dick you can't do that which is such a shame because now there's the tools to make your penis oh my god look incredible It just looks and smells amazing. Now's the time to do it, but get it out in private. Get it out with consent in private. Show people what you're all about. Windmill it and get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. You know, they have always got the right tools for the job. That's it. 20% off and free shipping when you use the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. Head caps on because it's all in capitals. Sly Guy, all in capitals. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code Sly Guy. Your balls will thank you. And as usual, my OG, my ride or die, my sponsor from the heart is Modest Beer. As always, brought to you in association Modest Beer. As we know, Modest are on a journey. This is why they're modest. They're not, their objective isn't to just take over the world. No, their objective is clear and it's to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. Listen, they're not here to revolutionise the craft beer market. They're not here like Conor McGregor to take part. They are here to take part. They're not here to take over, to be fair. But they're here to add to the scene. They're here to add to the craft beer movement with a product that is both joyous, responsible, honest... And above all else, modest. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer uh, on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or at their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. There's been a few people this week drinking the Modest Beer who listen to the podcast, tagging me on Instagram, sticking in your stories. Get it out there. We'll share it. It's all love. Get Modest out there. They deserve it. They're delicious. Mm. I love Modest Beer. Guys, this I don't even know what, what the time of this podcast is because I've got Zoom up here. I've got the questions up here. Let me just double check. We're on 23 minutes. Oh, whoa. I somehow have to fill 20 minutes worth of questions here. We will see how this goes. Patrick Quinn has said, what is your biggest regret in life and what is your biggest goal? Whoa, Patty! come on. You come in every week with really... Deep questions. You make me question myself on occasion. You know what is my biggest regret? Um, you know what? Nothing really stands out. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you something that that was kind of bad. I was a wee once. Whenever I was a much younger man, a much sillier individual. Um, I used to. I. I I think always people like to ham up their banter. They like to, you know, say things that are, you know, maybe not what they necessarily believe or agree just to get an effect. And whenever I was younger, I lived um, with uh, a couple of my mates. And one particular mate just had his girlfriend there all the time. Like, all the time. And, you know, me and the other housemate began to have sort of like about you know just not liking said person you know which wasn't actually true at the end of the day we didn't mind her it just was like a bit annoying always being there but then we were sort of saying things and we're being like oh I fucking hate her and all and it was just hamming it up for effect being silly fortunately one day she was there in the house took it to mean you know took it as the words that were said and i felt terrible after that and that's probably my biggest regret because it didn't mean that you know and that's probably one of the only times that I've said something that maybe I've not meant, and it's actually, you know, you've gone on though, no, because that person, rightly so, very upset and offended. And then you're just like, well, oh, I can't actually, you know, justify that, because it was BS. So it taught me a hard lesson, you know. Just, um, first of all, make sure you know people are not around when you're going to bitch about them. Secondly, you know... Be careful of what you say because it can hurt people's feelings. Well, very deep. I just think knowing that there's going to be a chill coming this week, I'm just super emotional here. I'm in touch with my side. But that's something I've always felt shit about. That's one of the one things being like, oh no, I balls that up. So that's probably my biggest regret. Other than that, see, that's the thing. I'm clutching the straws because I don't really have too many regrets. I'm kind of, you know, happy where I'm at. Um I feel like I'm on the right track. I'm feeling positive this week. As much as... People are annoying me, as usual. I'm feeling positive this week because of a of a child coming out. Now I do want to say <clears throat> when the child is born, when a child is born, I am I'm allowed to be there for the birth, but then I have to leave. Which I think is fucking bullshit. Especially now when they're opening pubs and you can do all this shit, but you can't be there when your wife's just had a baby. I think that's really bullshit. It's getting me in a very bad mood. That's making me want to fucking murder people. No, it's not. It's making me just like, you know, lose a lot of faith in things, you know, the way, like, again, that stuff in the Holy Land. It's a lot of people being like, oh, fuck, Stephen Nolan gets a lot of money. He's like, you know what? The guy's got a fair point. Whether you agree with the picking on people or not, they're fucking being idiots. You know, they're being fucking idiots. And um, if that's the future, if I sound like it's such an you know, old, if that's the future of this country, we're fucked, you know, so. Just is just selfish, in my opinion, especially from someone in my position that can't see their wife or baby once you know they're, they're brought into this world. BS. So, I'm just gonna have a day of sitting at home now. I think about it, sounds sweet sitting at home by myself, with no, you know, probably the last time ever. So, but I do feel shit about that. I'm not happy about it. So, what I'm saying is, do you whether you believe in corona or whatever, unless you are a virologist or a top scientist that understands these things your opinion doesn't matter, just fucking wear a mask, and fuck up, you know, just fuck up, but in terms of my biggest goal, still at the minute, I I wouldn't be one of these people who set goals too far in, in the distance, uh, my goal at the moment is to be a full-time comedian, whether that be, I mean, it'll be writing, that'll be the thing I would like to be, writing, or being, or just doing funny stuff, you know, whether it's podcasting, Doing radio, you know, stand-up or writing, whatever that is, and whatever I can do to, to be doing some form of entertainment that I can do as a full-time job. That that's what I do 24-7. Well, not 24-7, because let's be ridiculous. Um, let's not be ridiculous. You don't want to be working 24-7, you know. So I would like to that's my goal at the minute. When I get that goal, I'll maybe view another goal. If I don't get that goal, Maybe I just I just pack it in. You know that's one of those things. That's a target. If you can't get it, you have to you have to you have to you know be realistic as well. I Think especially from here at the minute. You know you just got to be. You can do as much as you can. Try and get as much as you can and try and keep moving forward. So that's my biggest goal at the minute. Just still going full time. But you know eggs aren't in a row. Ducks aren't in a basket. There two two of them mixed around. But hey, who cares? But once they are. We will do that. Wilson Davidson has said, Hey, physique guy. Oh, no. I've recently tested positive for the allegedly fake coronavirus. Any tips of getting through this bout of self-isolation? First and foremost, Wilson, what I want you to do is legitimately DM me because I've got some questions for you. I believe in coronavirus. I believe it is something to be concerned about. Obviously, what has happened would not have happened if it was just fine. So what I wanted you to let me know is how does it feel? How did you discover you had it? Um, how are you recovering? How is your nearest and dearest? Oh, are you isolating by yourself? Does your partner have it? What's going on? Let me know the story. Hopefully you feel well because you know we wouldn't want anybody to get coronavirus, let alone a friend of the show. You know, family people are like family first. No. Podcast community, family first, then your normal family, then whatever else, you know. So let me know what, um, let me know what your, did you have any symptoms? Do you feel shit? Are you on the mend? Let me know. And everybody, I'm sure in the Sly Guy universe is sending you positive thoughts to get better, you know. um, Because, you know, allegedly fake, if you believed it was fake and you got it, You've been mugged off there, but if you didn't, you know fair play to you. Um John Joe Flood, the guru, has said, D- Davish, what's my boy's take on this drive? On this drive-in festival yoke? You know what? Anything like drive-ins, are just not for me. I like to tell my silly jokes to people's faces, and um, like that's what what happened with limelight and with the boneyard was that I." Said, look, I want to do stand up as normally as possible. Now, would I have done gigs like that before? Yeah. So, am I excited to do gigs like that? Yes. Now, at the same time, you know, would I want to stand in front of just lines of metal with people dooting their horns, whether you know, whether you wouldn't know if they're heckling or laughing? No, fuck that. I wouldn't leave my house for it, unless, of course, they were like, will pay a serious dough and then i would be like well I'll have to reconsider because I need the money because I got a fucking channel away and I've already got one ball you know that would change my mind but for me I wouldn't want to do it I wouldn't want to you know sometimes doing stand-up can be so fucking disheartening like sometimes there's stuff going on in your life that you just want to go the last thing I want to do stand-up here the last thing I want to do a stand-up, but you're all obligated almost to do it. And then sometimes you just get to those gigs, you're like, right, head down, just fucking take a punch, just get me home. Sometimes you get to gigs are 10 out of 10, great. Other times, awful. So I feel like with a, with a driving gig, I would feel in my head like I was going to be class. I'd be like, oh, this is going to be fucking sweet. And then I'll get there and be like, why did I even for a second think this was going to be anything other than shite? You know, that is how I would feel. Why did I think for a millisecond that this was going to be a good idea? And fair play to anybody that wants to do that because, you know, that's their prerogative. But I think, you know, I I think like with most things, in terms of comedy, right, I have a theory. And I say it's a theory. It's just what how I would do things for talk's sake. I feel like, if you're doing stand-up, what you do to supplement the stand-up needs to be at least the same tone as your stand-up. So whereby if people go to see you do stand-up, they'll be like, oh, I know what this guy's like. Or if people listen to your podcast, sorry, and then they see you to do stand-up, they'll be like, oh, I know what he's like. So was, you, know, you can't be like doing, say, a character, and it's all one way, and then you see... Go to a live show and they just do to- something totally completely different like for example if you take shane do mike mcgoldrick like you can see the same kind of tone and sense of humor with him as a character and shane as a guy same with colin and barry the blender for talk's sake if you listen to colin's podcast it's the same kind of tone and i think that's important whereas some other comedians may do characters And then you go to see their stand-up and be like, what the fuck is this? Or why are they doing this? Or being in TV shows or doing other things that you're like, oh, I liked him in this. And then you go to see him and be like, what the hell is he? You know what I mean? So I think you need to select what you do and the content you need to put out needs to be like in the same lane of you as a general person. So for me, I feel like, you know, you need to have a bit of, I guess, uh, self-awareness, but also self-respect to not just do any gig. That's ever offered. Like if someone's like. Here mate. I've got a gig going here. It's going to be. In a. Farmyard. Just in front of pigs. Just literally. Two pigs. Um, and a wee litter of piglets. So it's going to be technically. Twelve pigs there. And. A farmer. And a farmer's hand. I just go. No. Because that's going to be a fucking shit gig. And Also. Where's the benefit in it for me? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that with the car gigs, I'd rather weigh up my options, sort of like, you know, outcome versus output. You know, what am I going to get out of it? Is it going to be worth the while? Zero percent. Unless it's serious money, then you just take one for the team. But then there's the, there's the collateral damage whereby if you go and you're shit, people are like, "Fuck, he was shit. I wouldn't recommend him." Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, you know, double-edged sword in some respects. Um, LMJ has said honest opinion on VAR. Hope all's well with the family and all the best for the future with the wee baby. It's on the way. See that that's lovely. I really appreciate that. But in terms of VAR now, I see from your badge, LMJ, that you are a Manche- Manchester United fan, and I feel probably this weekend you feel a little bit mugged off by VAR because United gave away a penalty, which according to the new rules wasn't a penalty because, in my opinion, it didn't even hit off the guy's arm, hit off his chest. You know, hit Lindelof's chest. They go handball. Even if it did hit him on the arm, it hit him on the sleeve, which the new rule is it's not handball it's on the sleeve. Um, so that was BS. Then the penalty get hit, and the guy missed. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was classic. But um, And then they made him retake it because the keeper was that much off the line, whereas apparently if you're off the line... That's illegal too, so they'd to retake that when the keeper was, was even further offline, but the guy scored. So, they're like, not sweet, you know, let that stand. So, I can understand how you would be pretty pissed off about VAR currently. I myself, you know, it is annoying, it slows up things, and it can be just very, you know, it can be very pedantic, but. No, I think I think far, in my opinion, needs to change a lot. I think they need to figure it out better and only maybe use it over certain things because sometimes it just fucking it's It's a pain in the hole. Um, Willie Palmer said, Hey, man, give us a demo of Lawnmower 3.0. Hey, listen, I've already done a shaving My Balls demo video on Patreon. So if you want to see that, get on over there. You'd see everything. Balls, dick, gouge, taint, a-hole. You see the works. So... I can't do it now, you know, but what I would say is maybe if you guys want to, like, you know, get some sort of hookup, you know, get some sort of, anyone that's purchased the lawnmower more 3.0 wants to gather, and like, have some sort of event. Like, I saw an event at a coffee shop in Hollywood. It was, like, you know, an AeroPress event. So, every, look, people would bring their own AeroPress coffee makers and just everyone would make their own AeroPress coffee. Why don't we all get together in a coffee shop and shave our balls? That's a great idea. And I've said before, although the product's called Manscaped, it works in women's bits too, so I'm told. I've not actually gone around shaving women because that would be assault. But I've heard it works. If you know what I mean. So if you want to do put a big wool in front of manscaped and get your I know you said something horrible there. Get your muff <laughs> trimmed. Do it. Sly guy, all caps, 20% off. Free delivery. Chloe has said, What's happening, Mr. Vistanova? I heard Colin Geddes recently say on General Banter that he was referred to as Mr. Shadis. Um, I'm nearly sure you have referred to Colin as this several times before. Are you putting the word out there or what? Um, what has happened is there is uh, another comedian who, for some reason, I don't know if he's aware of this or he does it on purpose, calls Colin, Colin Geddes. And It's so funny to me because Geddes is such a straightforward two-syllable name. Geddes, you know. Geddes, you know. (laughs) Geddes, weird, you know. And I just think that's really funny. And this particular comedian did a video once where he was talking about a load of things. And he said a couple of words that had is in it. And he was saying is, not a problem. So, like, you know, it was fine. You know, he was like, I don't know what he's saying. Say pugilist. You know, he's saying that. I know there's T at the end. Don't fucking at me. Um, but he's just saying all these things, and then all of a sudden went, oh, I'm doing a gig here at Lavery's Comedy Club with Colin Geddes, and I swear to God, I near shit myself. I was like, why can? Why is this guy doing this to him? It was just so funny. So then it just became Mr. Geddes to me, and it was just very, very funny. And then yeah, see, I haven't listened to the podcast where he's chatting about it, but he said. In the group chat that that a referred to him as Mr. Geddes, and I swear, don't know why, but it's some of my favorite bathroom in the world. So I'd recommend, you know, if you ever see Colin or if you ever um are are, are talking about going to one of his gigs, just call Geddes. You know, just call Geddes. I mean, Mr. Geddes. Call him whatever you want. I feel like, you know, it would just be a real great movement, the Geddes movement. I would really be pleased to see that. Um, I'm sure Colin would grade it with uh with open arms as well <laughs> so yeah big shout out to mr giddies um and the general Badder podcast eight star said hey there are you all set for the new arrival um what are your go-to snacks <laughs> i love i love that uh that switch hey there i hope you're all set for the new arrival but seriously what's your favorite snacks bro you look like the kind of man who knows the snacks tell me what your favorite snacks are um so whenever I'm out and I'm hungry and I need something when I'm out, see that's the thing. Normally, what I do is just go to the shop and buy fucking Snickers. You know, I buy Mars bars. I buy a fucking bag of Maltesers. That's if I was being the fattest bastard. But at the minute, I'm trying to be trying to I'm trying to be a little bit better. And um, as a result, I am like maybe buying some grapes, maybe getting a banana. You know, but I think at the moment, if you're talking like planning in advance about what you want to have, with the child coming this week, the the, the hospital bag is packed. There's stuff in it that I don't know about because my wife's packed it because that's what she's better at than me. Because I, if I was packing a bag to stay at the hospital, I probably have like I don't know why I'd have a football in it. I just fire football in there. Um, I'd stick a wee a wee like you know wee mini fold out uh checkers set in there too probably have a playstation controller but no playstation and um flannels no maybe flannels could be useful for a baby but i wouldn't have baby flannels i'd just have legit full grown-up face cloth flannels so that's why she decided she'll pack the baby bag but then she said to me she goes i'm gonna sound like an old person here and then she says to me she goes dave then she says to me she says dave get you down to fucking cooperative there i mean such a mother thing to say not the co-op get you to the cooperative get you down to the cooperative now, and get some cereal bars, so I've got some Nature Valley cereal bars, and, um, they're going in the bag, just in case you're a bit hungry in hospital, um, I mean, it'll be fine for me, because I'll only be there for an hour, and then I'll be able to go and eat whatever the fuck I want, but, yeah, I'm gonna probably try to get up and sneak some stuff into the hospital, you know, if, if, if my dearest Catherine is not able to, um... Get, food, get the food. If she's not able to be in hospital and get the food, blood, yeah. I'll try to sneak some in. I'll do Jose Mourinho. I'll hop into the dirty laundry at the hospital, which, by the way, the worst place to drop in the dirty laundry in a hospital. Probably blood, shite, whatever, all over it, you know. And that's just probably my bed sheets. And then sneak in and just go in Jose Mourinho style. There you are. <laughs> that's not what he speaks. Um, there you are. i brought you some food. I hope you like it. Which is the thing for them. I don't know. But yeah, I just basically try and sneak her in some grub. Um, But yeah, snack-wise. Sounds like a fucking terrible character of Lord of the Rings. Snack-wise. Um, I'm just going to go for cereal bars, but not trackers. Because the tracker not my fucking teeth, like, bastard. Um, So, and that's actually a true story, by the way. I was eating a tracker bar once and just cracked the tooth completely in half. Thought I'd actually got a bit of tracker bar under my gum. I was like, oh no, then I wobbled it, fully coming out. Then um, went to the dentist, I take, took half my tooth out. Then I was left with half a tooth. Then I was on Shane's stag do. No, it wasn't. I'm a liar. I was in Aaron Butler's 30th birthday in, in Tenerife. And I was chomping down on a sausage because I was in Tenerife, enjoying my breakfast. And then the other bit of tooth cracked as well and had to go to the dentist. In Spain. And I had to be like. El senor. Mein tootho ist fucked. And then he took it out. And charged me to be fair. A very reasonable 30 euros. For the pleasure. Mark Culls. I'm going to say right. Mark Culls is probably. A new account. For Big Culls. Because unless he's related to Big Culls. Because the two of them. Have very similar interests. In what they ask me. Now. Listeners of the show will know that big calls used to want to know a lot about my penis, and Mark calls is no different. Where's the strangest place you've had a wank? Now I'm gonna say, honestly, probably just in a house. I haven't done it out of a house. I haven't done it, you know, anywhere other than my bedroom or a bathroom or a living room. Probably over time, you know. Um. So probably the strangest place was maybe if I. If I had one in someone else's house when I was staying, you know, or a hotel. But weird question. And what do you do with that information when you get it? Like, whenever you find that out, do you go, ah, fucking class, mine too, bro. Or do you just be like, you, I imagine you would probably put it into a diary of some description. And then, you know, try and accumulate all this information. Then just turn up in my house, slit my throat and use my face as a ski mask. You know, because that's the sort of questions that make me go, uh-oh, that's not entirely sweet. Um Let's just see. Now McBride has said, I'm probably too late. No, you're not, because I'm reading this, my friend. But on a on a recent Patreon podcast, you alluded to the fact that a few of your Boytown podcast featured ideas had featured on other podcasts, <laughs> IET with me. I'm wondering which of these ideas were taken. Also, what's the real reason the but lord had a vasectomy well first of all what i'm going to say is uh, it's not ideas for segments per se ended up it was more that you know we had maybe talked about right we're gonna do we're gonna record this week's podcast video or whatever we're gonna decorate the studio to look a certain way we're gonna get back from coronavirus into the studio then the next thing you know it's like oh there's that other podcast. Is already done it, you know what I mean? So it takes away slightly the shine of what would have been Boytown returning to the studio, big thing. It's like, oh, well, he's just already done his own podcast there, you know what I mean? That was more that than than ideas or segments per se, um. But you know, maybe we things like, oh, we're gonna do this sort of stuff over on Patreon, exclusive content. Then we don't ever do podcast content on Boytown. But it appears not, you know what I mean? It was more stuff like that. It was like, let's just the same what we do at our own podcast, just doing Boytown, but then, obviously, Boytown just became a wee bit of a... more of a chore than than uh, a pleasure, and it was a wee bit, you know, disappointing in the end. But listen, one door closes, i.e. the Boytown's sh- door, and another one opens, which is going to be this podcast going forward. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be... Uh, much better, I think, and I'm excited about it. You know, this has been a wee bit weird because it's being filmed, but this is why I wanted to film this podcast now, because I wanted to get get used to it being filmed. So trying to, you know, figure out where I'm talking, where I'm looking, and I'm not freaked out. So this podcast probably is a wee bit wee bit different because, you know, I'm, I'm aware it's being filmed, but, you know, it's, it's to get me in the state of it. So whenever we go to the video of the podcast properly, it'll be ready to go. Um, Andy Lee said first night with the baby away at the grandparents house how did you feel apart from excited to sleep hope all goes well for number two arriving yeah well Andy I'm gonna say I, I was a big believer that you need to get the kids out the fuck early over the grandparents so it's not like a weird experience it's not awkward for grandparents or it's not awkward for yourself or you're not feeling terrible it's part of life it's weird when you when you have your child leave you for the first time to stay overnight but at the same time you know you need to get them used to doing things like that you need to get them used to staying at grandparents you need to get used to the fact that you don't have to be smothering your child at all times you need a break you know what i mean you need to you know you need to have a bit of time you know albeit whenever we let our daughter go away to the grandparents for the first time that was for four weeks and we went trekking around the himalayas that's you know, each to their own. Everyone does their own thing. Um, but no, I think, joking aside, it, it is important to do off the bat. You know, it's important to get it done early. Otherwise, you think you just can't do it. You know what I mean? And then it's a problem, you know. So there we are. That's the end of listeners' questions. Let's see what we're like for time. Bingo on the money. 47 minutes, yes. I feel like this podcast hasn't been a classic. But listen, we're getting over the and problems. We're getting used to there being a camera there, where to look, what to do. And if you want to watch this and see what the outcome is, get over to Patreon, Sly Guy Podcast with Dave at It's $6 because they've added tax and I don't know what that's for, but fair play to them. And um, you get a bonus podcast every week. The Extra Sly Podcast, which is in about half an hour to 40 minutes of me being just a major bitch. So if you can ask whatever you want over there. Get more content. Once you move to the studio, there'll be more content out there too. We're on the right track, guys. So please, if you haven't already, rate and review the podcast. Share the podcast on Instagram stories, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it's out there. People are saying it. People might check it out. It helps the podcast. It helps me. And then hopefully we can bring it to the next level. But guys, as usual, it's been my pleasure to do the podcast for you. Um, now I'm going to go and watch some Love Island USA because listen I watch that now and I enjoy it so I'm going to watch that I'm going to finish my writing I'm going to be a good boy and I'm going to go to bed nice and early because i have going to be a baby coming this week and I'm never going to be able to sleep again so there you have it guys cheers take it easy